0: that is www.worldovercomers.church slash
1: podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Money Seed. What goes around comes around. If I can draw your attention to the verses we just finished reading out of the prophet Isaiah that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and don't return to it without first watering the earth so that it will flourish and bud and that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so it is with my word that goes out from my mouth. It not, will not return unto me void or empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This is God talking to us through the prophet Isaiah, and he's saying, yeah, this is how my word is. It's not going to return to me empty. It's going to accomplish what I sent it to do. I don't know if you've ever tried to give an example to someone. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're talking to someone and you're trying to give them an example. You're trying to paint a picture to them and you may be referencing something that they're not familiar with or they've never seen before or they don't know about it it happens with me quite a bit with movies and shows and I'm a big movie buff and every now and then I'll try to give somebody an analogy to get them to see a deeper truth based on a show that maybe I've seen that data and if they're not familiar with the show it can be very difficult for them to pick up on the deeper thing I'm sharing because they're not familiar with the show. My daughter and I were talking just the other day, and we both happened to know this show. There's this show that used to come on back in the day called 30 Rock. Don't know if you ever seen that show before. Pretty interesting show. In this one particular episode, there was a scene where two of the main characters were talking at the exact same time. Both the two characters, a man and a woman, were fussing at this guy, and they were both talking at the same time, at the same volume, at the same speed, at the same rate in this particular episode. While they were both talking, the, their, their noise was, counsel, in a sense, canceling each other out. If you were trying to listen to both of them, you just couldn't understand what either one of them was saying because they're both talking at the same time loud enough to drown each other out. Now, because it's on Netflix or whatever, I paused it and tried something different. I backed it up a little bit and I realized that if I just focus on what the guy was saying and look at his face and pay close attention to him, I could decipher every word that he said, even though there was the noise of what she said. I said, oh, wow. So then I paused it, backed it up again. And I focused on the woman that next time. And in spite of the noise that he was making, if I focused in and concentrated, then I could hear every single word in detail that she said, even though there's a noise that's coming from the other side. Now, you've never seen that. Maybe you saw that show. Maybe you've never seen it. But I just tried to paint a picture for you of a moment like this one. Because right now, everything is trying to bombard your mind and your focus and your, your ability to hone in. You're thinking about your job. You're thinking about your money. You're thinking about how long it is. You're thinking about the fact that it is 1115. And if, you, if you're not careful, the voice of the enemy can be so loud that it drowns out the voice of God for you. If you're thinking God hasn't talked to me in a long time, I might contend that maybe God is talking to you pretty loudly. But until you focus in, until you give God your serious attention, he may be talking to you and you just can't decipher because there's too much noise from everything else. That's one of the reasons why we gather together. It's one of the reasons why we spent 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes having a worship service. Why we praise God, why we honor him is because we're trying to get you to forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. I need a witness. We're trying to get you to focus in so that the preaching moment doesn't have to be so hard. It doesn't have to be so difficult. We're trying to get you to let go of what happened this past week and let go of who you upset about and let go of whatever bothers you so you can focus in. I recently got an injection. I was just talking to one of the armor bearers because I had gotten, a, I, you know, I've got a lower disc issue. And, and 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 so I have had gotten injections before. The last time I got like this cortisone steroid injection in my back was six years ago. And I've been right as rain for the past six years. But recently, the, the pain has really flared back up in a very serious way. And so I went through the process to get another injection injection when I went to the doctor it's been six years so when I went to the doctor I sat down with them and I said to them yep I have this pain I want you all to give me the exact injection that I got six years ago they said yep Yeah, Pastor Thompson, we hear you. I said, no, no, no. I know that it works. I know my body. I know what I need. I know what I want. So I haven't gotten this in six years. But what I want y'all to do is figure out what y'all did the last time. And y'all going to go in here and y'all going to give me this injection like you did the last time. And I'm going to have another six years pain free. Are you, are you with me? So just right now in the back, garden them asked me, so how did it go with your injection? And I said, it didn't work. It didn't work. They said, it didn't work. What do you mean? I said, yeah, it didn't work. I still am in the same, I still feel the exact same. I said, and then what happened is when I talked to my doctor, I got on the phone with them and I said to them, yeah, it didn't work. And they said, yes. Yeah, see, Mr. Thompson, what we did was we gave you the injection you said you wanted. You came to us so clear and so specific, you wouldn't really listen to us, and what we did is we gave you the injection you wanted instead of giving you the injection that we wanted to give you. Oh my God, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Let's be careful that we aren't so specific with what we need from God that God is not able to actually give. Ah! would contend that a lot of us have gotten exactly what we asked for and it didn't work because God was not allowed by our free will to give us what he wanted to give us. You see those two analogies, whether you saw the show or whether you have back issues or not, you see those analogies. It's one of the reasons why I asked the question several weeks ago, and that question is, are you a sower or an eater? I asked that question. In a world of eaters, (laughs) in a world of consumers, I was suggesting to the people that were in the room and everyone watching around the world that I want you to stop and ask yourself the question, are you a sower or are you an eater? That question has deep ramifications. It has deep ramifications to who you are as an individual. It has deep ramifications to who you are, particularly if you're of African American descent. But it also has significant ramifications on your understanding of this moment. Because if all you are is an eater, then you won't really understand why we went through all the histrionics that we went through today. You won't understand why we gather. You won't understand why we're here. It will affect your understanding of this moment. Last night I watched that fight that Gervonta Davis Romero fight. It was pay-per-view. I watched it. I actually watched it this morning because I fell asleep. and woke up early and watched it this morning. 19,000 in attendance. 19,000 in attendance. Pastor Paul, I remember when we used to fill this room up three times. Now, everybody watching around the world, praise God, keep watching, so glad. But I thought to myself, see, 19,000 gathered to be entertained beloved look we're gonna do the best we can we're gonna put the best people up here we're gonna do the best singing we can we're gonna have the best musician we'll do the smoke we'll do the mirrors and all but at some point this cannot be a competition for your entertainment dollar oh my god this cannot be and i i watched the fight i saw folks getting there and it's almost like it's church so we're greeting one another and folk who haven't seen each other that long since the last fight and i thought to myself my god at some point we cannot not be trying to be so good for you to get you to gather for entertainment if we do that you will have missed the whole point of this because the whole point of this is not for you to be a eater the point of this is God is saying hey do you understand that process by which there's sowing and there's eating Yeah? Okay. So it is with my word that goes out from my mouth. Let me tell you, my word works. It accomplishes what I sent it to do. It gets stuff done and you will have a challenge and an intelligence barrier of really understanding the power of the word if you're only an eater. So the idea of are you a sower or are you an eater, it's deep when it comes to who we are in God and where we're going forward, because I would contend, and I contend on this stage every week, and I would contend that your entertainment dollar will only take you but so far. And you can spend your life chasing stuff that makes you feel good at some point you are going to have to allow yourself to be open enough for something to be planted in you that will bear fruit in its season that's leaf will not wither so that whatever you do will prosper At some point, you are going to have to be humble enough. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if you're going to humble yourself. I don't know if God's going to have to humble you. But at some point, your ground has got to get soft enough so that the the Word and the seed of the Word of God can get in you and do a work in you and can produce something in you that you didn't expect. At some point, that will have to happen. You're only going to be but so great and only going to go but so far if you're not open to the seed of the word planted in you. Can I just get a witness in the room that can say, yeah, you know what? My life was going this way, but that word and hey, my life was going this way. But then this particular word in this particular moment in this particular situation totally changed my whole life's direction. Sometimes that word comes from church. Sometimes that word comes from a doctor sometimes that word comes from a situation sometimes that word comes from a funeral sometimes that word comes from your child sometimes that word comes from a friend but being open to a word it is a dangerous world to live in where everybody is closed off from a word and the word's not a way to be But that's how we are. We can just kind of constantly flick, 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 and change, change, change. And then we have software available that is now tracking everything we like and feeding us what we like and not necessarily what we need. So the minute you scroll on something and share it, then there's an algorithm that now is going to give you exactly what you say you like. But I would contend that there's stuff you need that you do not know you need. There's words you hear that you don't know that you don't need. There are vegetables you need to eat. You can't be sitting around eating Reese's every day. At some point, you got to eat some broccoli some cheese on it if you have to. But at some point, you are going to have to deal with a truth that comes to you outside of your palate.
0: If you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and want to see Pastor Andy live, he and W.O.C.C. will be doing a pop-up worship service on July 3rd, 2022. The service will be at the Night Theater in downtown Charlotte at 10 a.m. Visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast to
1: save your seat, and we will see you there. Scary world in which we only get to pick what we eat. Back, back, back in the day, your mama didn't ask you what you wanted to eat. Your mama told you this is not a restaurant, little boy. You eat what I cook and she made you eat it i got no witnesses in here you couldn't get up till you clean your plate she didn't like if you like string beans or not you better eat them string beans and if you didn't eat them she go get her belt and you will be eating them around tears Now, restaurants everywhere, DoorDash will bring you food to your door of what your, mm, what your taste was. And I would contend that what you need is a mama that is able to sit you down and give you a meal that won't just bless your mouth, will bless your body. Now, I asked the question last Sunday, are we sowers or are we eaters are you a sower or are you an eater I asked that I think it was last Sunday are you a sower or are you an eater if you were here you can look back and watch it if you were here I answered for you because I was answering for myself because what I said was and I put it on the screens I said we are eaters trying to learn to be sowers Okay, all right, Pastor Andy, I hear you. Well, tell you what, how about this? We are eaters. We, we've come to the, to the understanding that the world has changed. We are consumers. Most of us in here don't have farms. This is not an agricultural society like it was here. And so sometimes some of the analogies can be lost on us because what we really are is we're eaters, and we're trying to learn how to be sowers. I'm saying that for you and me even if it's just a good confession to make over you because I need you to be more than an eater and your mama needs you to be more than an eater and your child needs you to be more than an eater and your parents need you to be more than an eater you at some point and your culture and your world and your society needs you to be more than an eater we could talk guns rights from an eater perspective but at some point we'll have to talk about guns rights from a sower's perspective we'll have to talk about it from a good of society crazy people shooting babies at some point we'll have to have that conversation and not only have it as a result of our individual rights to eat Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning. I said, well, we're eaters trying to learn to be sowers. (laughs) And I felt like that was a pretty good statement, Pastor Paul. I felt like that was pretty good. I was pretty happy about that. But then the Lord said something to me this past week that kind of hurt my feelings. And I figured since he hurt mine, I might as well turn it around on you and hurt yours. Because what the Lord said to me is actually uh, the process isn't dependent on you. The Lord said, do you really think that I'm going to allow the process of sowing and seed and this kind of thing to be dependent on you and to be dependent on your will? He said, what God said to me, and I said, oh, my Lord, he said, the truth of the matter is, you are sowing whether you know it or not. You are sowing even when you're eating. See, because we don't really understand that much about the process, we don't understand that a part of why there's fruit and seed in fruit is because when herbivores in particular digest stuff that has seed in it, that seed goes through their system. That's why the shell around the seed is so strong, because it goes through their system, and as they eliminate it, it then gets placed back into the earth, and there's more that grows as a result of them eating. I read some statistic that talked about the percentage of nuts that squirrels lose. So during the fall, squirrels are running around like crazy trying to store and save as many nuts through the winter. They're so busy trying to be eaters that they end up planting new trees because they forget more than half of the, of the, of the seeds they plant. God has made it so that even when you're eating, you're still sowing. And if you're going to eliminate, if you're going to, if there's going to be seed planted as a result of your eating, I would hope that you would at least eliminate in your own field. Because, beloved, when I bought these Jordans, that's why I brought them in here. When I bought these expensive Jordans, I ate them at the same time this sold into somebody else. When you drink Starbucks and you eat it, you're sowing into their company. Oh, help us. When you partake, when you go to any, any restaurant, I won't name it, Biscavel, When you go there and eat, when you eat there, you are sowing into their profits. Even your eating is sowing. And one of the challenges of us, especially those of us of African-American descent, I know not everybody in here and everybody watching this, is that almost everybody else is allowed to have a certain amount of ethnocentricity. There's a certain, almost everybody is allowed to have a certain amount of ethnocentricity. Everybody's allowed to be ethnocentric but us. So Koreans will come here and do business with Koreans and eat and eliminate in their own field and continue to pollinate their own community over and over because they don't eat in a place where they don't sow. So they eat and they sow and they eat and they sow. And if they're going to sow anyway, then they might as well sow in their own people. Whereas us, because our culture was stolen from us and because ethnocentric ideas was used to keep us down, because Martin King and, and X had to battle and march against The ethnocentricity of that culture and how it was used to keep us down by the time we got done fighting ethnocentricity, the ethnocentric ideal of the white man, and I would contend that we have not quite defeated it. I'll leave that alone. But when we got done, what we had done was not only had we fought for our rights, but we also in a way had defeated the idea of the strength of being ethnocentric. So now we halfway feel halfway funny if a black preacher talks about black people doing stuff for black people because we were taught so much racial reconciliation that we are not allowed to be ethnocentric even if we need to be. And I would contend if there was ever a time when black people need to come together, that time is now. I would contend uh, that there was ever a time in which the black family needs to be together. The days is today. And if you feel funny about that, it's because we have been so bombarded with this idea that is meant to divide us to make us easier to conquer. Anyway, I'm not going to. This is not a political meeting. I figured I'd just throw that out there for free. But what I'm saying to you is you sowing even if you don't know. Every time you eat, you sow. If you eat too much and you don't eliminate, you get worried. It's old school Sunday. Let me talk to the folk who's old like me. When you look at something on your plate, you aren't just thinking about how it goes in. You're thinking about how it's going to get out. Oh, I need a witness in the building. My sons will be like, it's a, my, it was their birthday. Ooh, yeah, let's eat pizza at midnight. I say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Can no old Pastor Andy eat no pizza at 12 a.m.? I won't sleep well that night. I'll have weird dreams. I'll be burping and all kinds of stuff. You and your young digestion knock yourself out with the pizza. But I need a salad. I need some fish. I need some water. And I need to take my old behind the bed. Because you are not going to mess me up messing around with you. Because every time you eat, you have to eliminate. Every time you eat, you sow. And so every one of us are sowers, whether we whether we acknowledge it, we are sowers. I want everybody to say, I am a sower. Come on, everybody say it, I am a sower. It's my main argument I'm making. I want to hear it nice and loud. I am a sower around the world. One more time everybody. I am a sower. Even if you think, "Oh, well, I'm just an eater." No, 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 no. You are a sower even when you're eating, you're sowing. Now, once you acknowledge that you are a sower, you then begin to look at the word in a different way. So, for example, if we look at Galatians chapter number five and six and we look at this verse here in verse seven in which he says, well, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Once you acknowledge that you are a sower, then God says, All right, good. So get it. Understand. I've God, you're not gonna change me. You're not gonna change this principle. You're not gonna affect how this is. There's eaters and there's sowers, and you are going to eat as a result of what you sow. If you sow lemons, you're gonna reap lemons. You can't be mad later that you don't have mangoes when lemons is what you put in the ground. If you want money, you have to know how to sow it properly. You can't be mad later when you broke because you never sowed it to know how to reap it. If you want joy, you got to sow some joy. You're not going to be happy making everybody else miserable sitting around waiting for somebody to make you happy. You want love in your life? You will have to decide first to love yourself. And then after you love you, you'll have to then say, since I love me, because I'm not interested in trying to love you. If you don't love yourself enough for me to know you, for you to tell me how to love you. And what's more, if you don't love you, it don't matter what kind of love I do for you. I'll never be able to fix you If you don't love you, if you don't deal with your daddy issue, if you don't deal with whatever your pain is from your childhood, if you don't forgive them people that hurt you, I could be the best man ever and I can't fix you. So if you want love in your life, you'll have to start first by sowing it. Sow it into yourself. And as a result of you sowing love, love will come back. Everybody's always judging me. Maybe it's because you are one of the most judgy people. And since you sow judgment, you reap judgment. Don't nobody like me. Well, do you like people? No. There you go. Because if you don't like people, then they won't like you. Jesus, God is saying, Paul is saying, look, 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 do not be deceived. God cannot, you can't play God. When I say play him, I don't mean you can't be God. I mean that you are not going to be able to give God 30 minutes and then God changed the whole system in which he now changes everything for you. The Lord is saying, listen, I love you. You're my children. I got you. I want to be here for you. But baby, if you sow watermelons, you're going to get watermelons. I'm not changing the cosmic agricultural law for you. You are going to reap what you sow. What goes around comes around.
0: If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible.
1: In case you thought what goes around comes around is actually in the Bible, it's not. I don't know if you've ever been talking to somebody that just totally misquotes Scripture. Isn't there someplace in the Bible where the Bible, I don't know exactly where it is, but the Bible does say what goes around comes around. That, what goes around comes around is not in the Bible. It's not in the book of Hezekiah. But it does allude to this scripture that says, if you sow, you will reap what goes out of you will come back to you. And I'm going to just share really quickly some sowing laws just for all of us who want to be blessed and want to have more and aren't satisfied with what we have right now. And just in the room, I know folks are watching me around the world, but just in the room, can I find out who I'm talking to? Just to be honest, is there anybody in this room that does not have enough money? Can you just raise? If you're thinking I do not have enough money, you better put your hand up, boy. You ain't got no money. If you do not have enough money. Put your hand up high before the Lord starts striking folk. You do not have enough because even if you have money, you don't have enough. Ain't you sick of these billionaires still working? I'm just like, will you go sit down somewhere, Bill Gates? Will you stop trying to make something new? Will you leave us alone? Will you go somewhere, Bezos? Will you go do something? Why are you buying property? Why? Because once you get some money, you find out that what you thought was money ain't money. So, since I'm talking to the right people, at least in the room, that we all want more. Ain't nobody in here so Holy Ghost filled and sanctified that they are okay with being broke. Okay? I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold, sure. But what I'd really like is Jesus And, okay, I know I'm talking to I would like Jesus and a job. I would like Jesus and some property. I would like Jesus and about $10 million. I would like Jesus and these kids to work. I would like Jesus and more cars. I would like Jesus and an inheritance for my children's children. Who am I talking to? I would like Jesus and I want my great-grandchildren to talk about me. I want a picture of me on their wall. I want my ashes on the mantle. I want them to sprinkle my ashes on their cereal. No, that's gross. No, that's not what I want. But what I'm saying is, so, since that's the case, you have to understand. Sorry. Hate to bust your bubble. You don't get rich from working. You don't get rich from working. You don't. You don't get rich from a job. You don't, even if you're an NBA player. Well, people in the NBA? No, 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 no. Shaq's rich from sewing. Who am I talking to? Shaquille O'Neal is rich from sewing, and most of the guys that played when he played are broke from eating. Talk to me, people. They are broke because while they were eating, he was sewing. Oh, if I can just get through school and I can be a doctor, and once I'm a doctor, I'll be rich. Wrong. Most doctors aren't rich, the richest people in the world aren't doctors. The richest people in the world aren't people that go get a job that pays them a certain amount and then they make a certain amount. Now they feel like they're rich. That's not how rich works. Rich works when you make your money make money money. I speak that over everybody under the sound of my voice. I pray that not only will God give you a job, but your money will make money. I'm praying right now that if you've got something invested somewhere, that it double and triple and quadruple. I pray that you'll learn about money and learn how it works because I need you to be blessed. So you have to understand sowing. Let me share it with you really quickly. I'm running out of time. Anybody hearing anything from the Lord so far? I know I've been all over the place, but let me give you some some laws. I'll throw them on the screens where you can write them down, okay, around the world. Number one, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You sow lemons, you get lemons. So if you, you are going to reap what you sow, can't Fool God can't jack the system, can't trick the system. You reap what you sow. The second one is you reap where you sow. You reap where you sow. Pastor Al, when you were up here this morning, you were talking about World Overcomers and children's ministry and, and teenage ministry. How most of this building, we have 140,000 square feet in this in the, a, a space in this park. And this is the part right here that's dedicated to adults. The rest of it is dedicated to youth and children. We're about to build this new, this, our, our victory park. We're going to have a state-of-the-art sanctuary. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be about this size. It's going to be incredible. But we're about to build 100,000 square feet of building, and most of that building is not going to be dedicated to adults because if you want to reap from young people, you have to sow into young people. I'm going to make everybody clap for that. You can't reap if you don't sow. Most of your church that you grew up in, you had to sit next to your mama with the belt in her purse. And what happened? What happened is by the time you got, you were so bored with church, since they didn't spend any dollars sowing into you, they did not reap from you. And everybody else is sowing into our teenagers but us. Every single season, there's movies out for children because family and children movies outsell almost everybody. So you reap what you sow. You reap where you sow. You reap after you sow. Everybody say after. Now, everybody say after. You reap after you sow. So that means you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to keep an eye on stuff. You'll have to go take a look at it. I planted something about a month ago out in my little field, and, and I've been going over there on a regular basis. See, you pray for rain when you sow. Pastor Al, I agree with you a thousand percent. You got to dig into the well of your own salvation. You can't ask God for rain to eat. See, you're right. We pray for rain because we want to catch it in buckets and drink it. But the Lord said, no, no, I'm going to give you a river of life that's on the inside of you that will spring up from within you so you can always have water. If you need water to drink, you'll have a well of salvation, and you drink from the well that's in you. That's for eaters. But if you're going to be a sower, then you are walking around saying, Lord, send the rain because you are trying to get your plants to grow. We have gotten a lot of rain. We're here in North Carolina. We've gotten a lot of rain and my stuff is growing over there. And I'm always going over there and checking it because you reap after you sow. And here's the kicker, which we all ought to be excited about, and that is you reap more than you sow. Well, I thought I'd get a real good shout on that one. You reap more than you sow. That's the expectation. If I sow five, I want 50 back. Well, let me let me up it up. If you sow five, I want five hundred back. That's what I want. If I sow five, I want five thousand back. I want to buy at five, and the stock be worth this. I want to get a piece of property, and I pay two fifty for it, and now it's worth a million. Who am I talking to? I I want to I want to spend low and reap high. I want to reap more than I sow. I want somebody to come and tell me, you got to get in on this deal. This thing is amazing. It's about to blow up. And if you get in on this company, my ears perk up. I'm like, what? How much is it? How much do I have to get in to buy in? What do I have? Because I am tired of only being an eater. Every now and then, somebody will tell me something, and it sounds like a lot. And I'm like, ooh, $500, that's a lot. $500 $100 a share? Huh. Then I think to myself, what have I done with $100 in the last two weeks? I ate it, and I eliminated it is what I did. I certainly did not sow it. Are you a sower or are you an eater? I declare you are sowers. I rebuke eat in the name of Jesus. I rebuke eating. You must sow. I want you to sow so much that you miss a couple of meals. I want you to be like, I would go to that party, but I've got something. I'm Actually, I'm saving up because I'm about to invest in this thing. You know, I would go with you on that vacation, and I want to go, but you know what? When my thing hits, when this property does, when my business kicks off, I am going to go on so many vacations, I don't even know. So I will forestall this year's because I'm actually sewing right now. The thing about sewing versus eating is sowing is about giving. And giving gets a bit of a bad rap. Even now, I'm sure that there are many of you in this room and I know watching around the world thinking to yourself, a preacher preaching on giving. And let me just... Take the suspense off you right now so your butt cheeks can relax. I am taking an offering up at the end of this service. So you can just know he probably going to take. Yes, I am. Because we got a building fund and we about to break ground in three months. And you are going to give. Yes, you are. So just go ahead and leave it alone. It going to happen. Matter of fact, don't come to me and tell me that you're about to get a new job and you want me to pray. I ain't praying if you ain't giving. Oh, hell by If you are giving, I will cry out to God for you. If you are tithing and giving, if you make a pledge, somebody came up to me and said, Pastor Eddie, I'm so sorry. I haven't been to church in a couple of weeks because I had to work. I said, you had to work? He said, I had to work. I said, you had to work? He said, I had to work. I said, good. Now, did you give to Victory Park? He said, yes, I am. Then I said, miss all the church you want, brother, because I am believing that God will so bless you exponentially oh I'm speaking a prophetic word over you I'm praying that God will bless you so much that I'll get on your nerves taking up offerings and you'll come up here and write me a check for my whole thing just to shut me up and you will shut me up but until then I'm taking offerings Pastor Paul, I went to preach at this big, big white church. I went to preach at this big white church, you know, and I went there, and when I went to preach, and I said to the guy, you know, afterwards, the pastor, he said, so, you know, after you finish preaching, it's just going to be wonderful, and after you're done, you know, and I said, okay, well, at the end, you know, I mean, do you want me to raise an offering at the end? And he was like, well, see, we don't really take offerings. I said, you don't really take offerings? Yeah, we just leave stuff at the door, and uh, as people are leaving, they just give. I said, mm, that would not work with my pe- <laughs> with my people. <laughs> if it snows, they're like, oh, Guess God don't want His tide today. <laughs> with my people, if you don't ask, you don't get. My people will testify. I didn't know how I was going to pay my tithes this week, but then it snowed. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord blessed me with some extra. So I'm just going in the suspense. Yep. About to take up an offering in about three minutes. What happened to my time? About to take up an offering in about three minutes. Let me just say, I know that giving gets a bad rap, but understand People giving is the process of people blessing. People giving is the process of people blessing. What I mean is, if you're asking God to bless you, one of the ways God blesses you is through people. And I'm praying that God will put favor on you, I'm praying that you'll get designs. I'm praying that, yeah, God will give you a witty invention that comes from the Lord, sure. But I'm praying that the Lord will connect you with somebody who knows how to manufacture it. I'm praying that you'll get in front of kings and you'll get in front of people that have resources. I'm praying that you'll get that contract. I'm praying that God will bless you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. And for that to happen, God's going to have to touch some heathen's heart. And I'm praying that this week, as a result of your praying and as a result of your praising and as a result of your hollering, God will descend on somebody who's a heathen and they will bless you and not know why. Oh, I wish I had a witness. I'm praying the minute you walk in a room that somebody's attitude about you would just be like, I don't even know what it is. It's something about you I like. I don't even really hire women, but I'm about to hire you. I don't even trust folk that look like you, but there's something about you in yourself. You can say, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Don't say it to them. That's the Holy Ghost. You might not get (laughs) that. Just say it to yourself look at God. Look at God. Everybody say, look at God. Look at God. Look at God. Oh, I'm going to speak that over the room. Look at God. God. I want you to say that this week at some point because God has done something that you could not explain, and I want you to step back and say, look at God. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what my God is able to do. Look at what happens when I'm faithful. Look at what happens when I praise. I pray for everybody in the room. I know you're watching around the world, but whenever you come here, I'm praying that God will break Open something over you so powerful that it'll make you say, I got to go back to church. I want you to say, look at God. Y'all are giving me that contract? Look at God. What happened? The one that bid it, what happened to them? Look at God. What what are you saying? I didn't qualify, but now there was a clerical error, and I do? Well, look at God. What are you telling me? There's a new program, and they're going to give me, what, every dime I need? Well, look at God. What are you saying? Are you saying that I can't afford it, but now there's a new program by which I do qualify, and I thought I was going to have to put 20 down, and now I'm only going to have to put five. Well, look at God. Look at what God will do if you simply have faith to believe. Do I have any believers in the room with me? We can't be upset about the word giving because giving is how we're blessed. And so, when we come together in this place, a part of what we get to do is we get to practice giving so that we are then able to give in other arenas. I would contend if you can't tithe, it's hard to invest That's what I would contend. You're going to have a hard time investing if you have a hard time tithing. A part of why the Lord does it is not just so there'll be meat in the house, but God also does it because he's trying to work a muscle in you because at some point, somebody's going to come to you with an opportunity that's going to take some of your money, and it's going to take some courage, and it's going to take some boldness, and it's going to take some faith, and you were raised by people who don't take risks, and do things, and just had a good little job, and had a good little factory, and got their good little pension, and stay, stayed nice and little broke in their little 1,200 square foot home, and that's who raised you, and they taught you to be afraid, and don't take no risks, but the devil is a liar. I rebuke that off of you in the name of Jesus. You've got to be more, I said, You've got to be more. You've got to believe God for more for you than that. That's where they were, but not you. Uh, we rebuke that generational curse of poverty off of you in the name of Jesus. And the poverty mindset, I bind it in the name of Jesus. You've got too much to do, and you have too much to accomplish, and you are way too much of a miracle for you to settle for second best. I want you to have a look at God moving. I want you to dare to believe that God can do something that you never would have imagined. But for that to happen, you're going to have to be a giver. You'll have to be a giver in sowing. You will have to be a giver here. I'm about to take up the offering in two minutes. And also, you will have to be generous because the world don't like rich, stingy people. Let me say that over here. The world don't like rich, stingy people. This is one of the reasons why people that have a lot of money, give it away. It's not just for tax benefits, that's a part of it, but be also because you don't want the will of the people to turn on you if you're not generous. That's why Oprah would bring people on and give them stuff, because if you don't, give when you're blessed, then the ideology and the perspective of the group can turn on you. Folk don't like people with money that aren't generous. So you can't ask God to bless you financially if you're not going to be generous. It won't work for you well. It won't work. If you have the support of the people, the support of your people, they will defend you in your difficult moment. And so we got to be all right with the word giving. That was a quiet amen. We've got to be all right with the word giving, and I'm going to reclaim the word giving from everybody that took advantage of you and sold you strings and, and oil and all the shysters. And all. Do not allow what somebody who wasn't up to no good, don't allow them to mess up a principle that actually works. Because wealth comes from sowing, not just eating. And so I want you to be blessed, so I want you to sow. So let's give right now to Victory Park. I know we gave our tithes, and I want you to give as unto the Lord. Not as a debt you owe, but as a seed you sow. I want you to give. I want you to give at least at least popeye's sandwich money at least popeye's chicken sandwich i was so mad at that popeye's chicken sandwich when they came out and how many millions of dollars they sold in popeye's chicken sandwiches i was so upset until i bit one myself my god God. I, I don't know if i tell you. you can just make your checks payable to owe, W-O-C-C if you're giving my way of check. You can take a picture of this and you can donate towards Victory Park and the vision of what we're doing and, and it's our new church and we've got a little bit more than a year left on this lease. We are out of here. We are already starting our packing parties and uh, Pastor Tony Pastor Pastor uh, Ty- Tyrus will be talking about our packing party. We are getting ready to start packing and getting up out of here. We got a little bit more. We got a little bit more than a year left in this space and our construction company has guaranteed us it's going to take a year and we're going to be in this space. but we're going to beloved can I tell you something we're going to be out of here regardless we're not giving them another dime of God's money. I wish I had a witness in the building. Not another dime. If we have to go to the Sheraton Imperial, if we have to put a tent on the property, I'll put a tent out there. We'll have a gospel tent revival. Oh yes, we will. And people will be tarrying. Oh yes, they will. And we will do We will do that again if we have to. But we out of here. Tell somebody, we out of here. We out of here. We are out of here. We are out of the limitations. We are out of here. Folks towing us for parking. We are out of here. We don't have no good sideage. We are out of here we have reached the capacity of what we can do in this space at this point now we are being held back we have plateaued in this space it's been wonderful it's been nice but this new location is a must for us to do what god has ultimately called us to do it is our permanent home we will we own that land and it is it will be our permanent home and not only will our sanctuary be there But also, there's going to be a a huge thing for children, and it's not just our children, but children through the week. And there's going to be these four basketball courts there in which there'll be practices and tournaments, and volleyball, and cheerleading, and sports stuff outside. And there are going to be folk on the grounds all week long, and it won't just be for, and we'll know it's our church, and they'll come on the grounds, and my prayer is that somebody will come on the grounds for practice and leave with some preaching. That's what I'm praying. I'm praying that they'll come on there for ball and leave with some anointing. So I need you to give at least 20, at least, at least 20, at least one. Pastor Andy, if I gave you $20 right now, I won't be able to get my Starbucks coffee. Awesome. Get some water. I want Starbucks money. I want Popeye's chicken sandwich money. I want nails and feet done. Your nails and feet are fine. It's okay. I want weave money. I want it all. I want the next iPhone 18 money. I want that today. Don't tell me you ain't got it. You absolutely have it. You are reading right now. Wait till the new phone come out. Wait till the new phone come out. This new one will clean your ears. I, listen, I want some of that money. I'm not asking for your rent money. I'm asking for your chicken sandwich money. The Bible says, so if you if you're ever going to be wealthy, you will have to take some of your chicken sandwich money and you will have to start to sow that into yourself. It's the only way for you to really be blessed and really be wealthy. Stop. We can't pray for it if we don't understand the way the process works. You cannot be blessed just being an eater. And my people, I know all kinds of folk are watching around the world, but my people, we love to eat. I said, we love to eat. I thought I'd get a bit of amen on that. We love to eat. We love to eat. No, I said, we love to eat. And not just food. We love to fl- we like to floss. We like to bling. We like to look like we got it when we don't have it. We will have a nice car in an apartment. might say amen on that one. Brand new car and don't own your home. Some of us are like, yep. I gotta like what I drive past, Andy. All right, thank you very much. All I'm telling you is at some point you're gonna get tired of it. You think I have a new car? I don't have a no new car. Oh no. I had one, but I'm like, ah, I realize I can't keep eating this. We gotta sow this. Come on, let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you for every faithful person in the room, for every faithful person watching around the world I want to thank you Lord God for the thousands and thousands I want to thank you for the anointing that's on your word and we trust your word you are our hiding place all of our hope is based on your word we put our trust you said that your word would not return to you empty but would accomplish what you sent it to do and so God I have determined to preach your word today and I pray that it will accomplish what you sent it to do. I pray that it will impact the lives of everybody under the sound of my voice. As a matter of fact, God, not just us, but everybody connected to us. May the overflow hit our great-grandchildren. Use us for your glory. We will praise you. We will bless you. We will thank you. What you've done, what you're doing, what you're about to do, we will bless you. for What you've done, Lord, for all you're doing. Multiply this offering. Meet every need. Make us rich so we can be generous on every occasion and give thanks to you. We'll praise you. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. God bless you as you give. Bless you as you give, as the bucket passes, just sit tight for just a second, just for a minute. Let them pass the, let them pass the buckets and let them, let them get this thing passed over, and and uh, so many awesome things that are coming up that are about to happen here, world overcomers, and uh, we're still planning on this away game. We actually have our location, our hotel, everything for this away game. If you want to know what the away game is, is we are having a service in Charlotte, and it's happening 4th of July weekend. Whole team is going down. We're having church there. We're going to broadcast it from there around the world. If you still, There'll be children's ministry here, and you can come and There'll be a watch party here, but where the actual service will be, will be in Charlotte. And you are more than welcome to come and join us for the weekend. And uh, we have already got a lot of people registered, so please come register. And uh, we're doing, we're running ads in Charlotte on TV and everything else. It's going to be amazing, something the Lord spoke to me. And so I want to emphasize that, the married couples events coming up. and, And there's just always something happening with us at World Overcomers. And right now after service, where's Tyrus? Where's Tony? I don't see them after service. There is something, right? Is there something after this? There's fish. Fish. Hallelujah. And so we know Jesus caught, helped them catch fish, and so we have fried fish. In his name, and uh and may the anointing of God, y'all don't y'all don't even understand how bad I want to get into this park. I'm about this far about past ball, I'm about this close to having house of prayer dinners up in here in no uncertain terms. I'm not far at all. Don't tempt me, we will be eating chicken in here for real. But whatever it takes for us to get out of these spaces, they have they have served their purpose, it's time. Tell somebody it's time. It's time, it's time, it's time to own, time to own, hallelujah, jump on your feet, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you said, thank you for what you've done, thank you for what you're doing, Thank you for everyone that was with us. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the servants. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the increase of your government and peace. Allow there to be no end. Strengthen us by your power. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Cover us with your blood as we leave, as we go home, as we eat some fish, as we fellowship with one another. God, may your presence be on us always. God, as we always pray. Bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people and give them peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight because, God, you are our rock. You're our redeemer, and we love you. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. Greet somebody in the name of the Lord. Give somebody a pound or something. Bless you. See you next Sunday.
0: Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on W.O.C.C. and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.